Hi, and welcome to the Pink Velvet Couch. I'm so happy to be here today. I have so many things that I want to share. My name is Emmanuel. I'm a midwife, a mama, and I'm excited to be here today. So for today, I'm going to talk about a few different things, but mainly around living with intention or adding simple rituals to our days to make our day, how can I say this? To basically make sure that we we are stopping throughout the day and kind of reconnecting with ourselves, reconnecting with our intention, not getting swallowed up maybe in anxiety or fear or lack of time, all of the things. So a few things that I have started doing with the goal of living intentionally, um, most of them are either in the morning or in the evening. One very, very small one is that when I make my morning coffee, um, when I'm stirring it, I try to put, actually, you know, scratch that, not try. I put an intention into the stirring, like the intention that I have for the day. So I want this day to flow with ease, for example. And then as I'm stirring, whether it takes like five seconds or 10 seconds, I'm putting that intention in. It feels good. It feels like I'm, I'm just stopping. So last week, was it last week? Yeah, I think last week. I was working, of course, uh, as I usually do as a midwife. I have always like one full day of clinic, one afternoon of practice meeting, and then the rest of the time I'm on call, which means that I go do postpartum visits. I also attend births. So some weeks are extremely busy, like I can work 100 hours, and other weeks can be a bit slower paced, and I, I will work maybe 25, 30 hours. So last week I had committed to doing some work for the Canadian National Exam. And they had approached me a few times asking me if I could attend these meetings throughout the week, even though I was on call. And I had initially said no, because it felt like it was too much and that I wouldn't be able to commit. And then they were reapproached me again, and I said no again. <laughs> and finally, on the third try, I was like, okay, maybe I can make my schedule work. I'll move my clinic to another day. I will find the time to do the meetings, plus the clinic, plus being on call, plus being there for my family. So what ended up happening? <laughs> I did the first day of meetings Monday. And then by the Tuesday already, there had been some things that were happening in the birth world that kind of needed more. Uh, I needed to put kind of more time and attention to. And I was realizing like I was starting to feel really anxious and really overwhelmed. And I was thinking like, okay, I'm going to like attend to this, then I'm going to go do clinic and then I'll come back, I'll put my daughter to bed and I'll work till like midnight so that I can be, I can do the things that I need to do for the committee. I can, you know, do my part. And then it, I was, I was just sitting at the kitchen table and I was thinking like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I putting this much pressure on myself? Like I knew my first like gut reaction was that I was not going to be able to do this. It was too much. And I've done many, many like evenings of work where I'm like scrambling to get things done. But I just sat there and I, I thought to myself, like right now there's all these balls in the air and like, it's not working for me. Like if I work tonight, I'm going to feel rushed when I put my daughter to bed. I'm going to feel really anxious. Then as I do the work for the exam, I, I'm not going to be putting, like I'm going to be rushing through it and the quality is not going to be there. So I really like took a few hours and checked in with myself and thought like, you know what, I, I just can't 
live up to this commitment I've made. I have to, or I want to, to let them know that it, that it's not working. And it's really not my style to opt out of something I've already committed to, but I decided that I needed to choose myself and I needed to choose my family and I needed to choose the work that I was already committed to, which is my clinic and my clients. So I let them know and they totally understood um, and offered me other type of work that I could do at my own pace. So it was so amazing to be like, okay, when I say what I need or what what I'm in alignment with what works for me, it actually has an amazing and positive result. So other things that I have been doing to set better intentions throughout the day. One of them is that when I have a full day of clinic, which sometimes can mean seeing a lot of people, it can mean seeing up to like 15 people. So obviously um, it is like one person after the other, adapting to their energy, answering their questions. Sometimes uh, clinic days are, I would say, heavier than than births because it takes a lot of energy to show up for every single person. Uh, So one thing that I do is I try, I, I have to stop saying try. I get to clinic early. I get there like 10, 15 minutes early. I put music on. There's no one there at that point. And I just kind of dance my heart out. (laughs) And I set the intention that this is going to be a good clinic day, that if things kind of spin out of control, I can always reset for like 30 seconds between clients. And doing that has been so helpful for me. I've also started to put like very specific boundaries um, which, by the way, like boundaries do not come naturally to me. They still don't come naturally to me. I'm totally the type of person who's like, oh, you need help with something? Let me cancel my whole day and just come over and I will I'll be there for you, which in a way is obviously a quality. But in others, what tends to happen is then, then I'm not focusing on myself and doing the things that I wanted to do. So it can also build frustrations. So some things that I've started to do is that if someone of my client is more than 15 minutes late, I will not, um, I will ask them to reschedule basically. Unless of course they are having a crisis or an exceptional reason for which they're late, then obviously I adapt all the time. But I'm really trying to be firm in the sense of like, I'm on time. Uh, I need you to be on time as well so that then all the other people in my day are not as well waiting because just one person was late, especially if it's the first appointment of the day. So I have stopped reworking all my schedule to help someone out unless it's an emergency. And then I will always, always clear my schedule. When I started my podcast, my intention was and is to create a space to talk about things, a space for in which I can talk about things as well, a creative space. But one of my other intentions uh, for the future is also to create a side business. And I'm not even really sure exactly of what. Offering workshops, maybe, maybe doing coaching, that part is not totally clear to me. But I really want to honor that and to say that I've been walking around saying that I want to become a millionaire, basically. (laughs) And I've been saying this to my partner, to my family, and people are like, okay, cool. Although they sometimes look at me like I'm slightly crazy. But I think that it's, it's really time for women to really believe in their dreams and put the energy 
and their time behind their dreams. There's nothing wrong with creating an amazing business. Actually, more and more women should do this because like most of the wealth on our planet is concentrated in the hands of men's of men. And I think it's time for women to rise and women to to really believe in their dreams. So I've decided that I, I'm gonna say this out loud now in my podcast today that I want to create a beautiful side business. I don't know exactly of what. It's coming slowly together and it's feeling amazing. And I want to become a millionaire. And I'm not ashamed of that anymore. And yeah, I'm saying it out loud. (laughs) So I don't know about you, but I've spent days, weeks, years waiting and not doing the things that I really felt called to do. I'll tell you a little story. When I was 15 years old, I think 15, maybe 16, doesn't really matter. I went on a date with a guy who was a friend of friends and they felt like he was he would be a great match for me. He um he was very nice. He played sports. On paper he had lots of amazing quality and he was indeed nice. But when we went for an ice cream, I don't remember what, there was like no connection and I didn't I didn't feel anything. So I told him very nicely and politely that you know, there wouldn't be a second date, it wouldn't work out. And then fast forward, maybe like four months later, I was out during an evening with a friend and we were at another friend's house who was having a party and we were just beginning, I guess, to dabble with drinking. So I, I drank a few drinks and I felt very elated and happy and uninhibited. And somehow I began talking to the same guy and we ended up kissing. And then the night ended and I went home. And I could tell, I knew like, as soon as I woke up the next morning that I was like, oh no, like that was a total mistake. I'm not into him. I don't want to pursue anything with him. But I felt so guilty and so bad that I had already brushed him off once. And now that I had like kissed him, that I guess I gave him like false hope or I don't know what. I felt so guilty that I actually dated him a whole month before I finally got the courage to say, you know what, this isn't working. I don't think we can, I can be with you now. And like not one moment in that whole month did I feel like I was like into him or uh, that I was following what I actually wanted by dating him. And when I, I was, lying down the other night kind of getting ready to go to sleep doing my little nighttime rituals which are burning sage and burning palo santo and really letting go of the things that have happened during the day that i have no control over letting go of other people's emotion just really clearing my thoughts and my space and usually pulling a card for the next day to set an intention for the next day and as i had done all of this and i was laying down in my bed, thinking maybe I could do a little meditation or something, this memory came to me. And I just remembered like how much I've spent so much time doing things that I felt I should do, doing things out of guilt, doing things out of shame. And truly, I know that I don't want to live like that anymore. And I think that that is something that is probably shared by a lot of women 
not wanting to live out of shame or guilt or doing things out of those from those places anymore. And that's why I'm setting up these rituals throughout the day from the morning to the evening. Eventually, maybe I'll have some like in my car as I'm driving around as well to remember that what I want is to live in joy, live with intentionality, live in a way that makes me feel good, where I'm choosing myself, where I'm, yeah, I'm choosing myself every moment, not by being disrespectful to others, like absolutely not, but by doing things that feel right to me, that are connected to me. And by doing the things that feel right to me, I think that it's actually of service to others. Can you imagine how that guy felt after a month where I was like, yeah, this isn't working out, where I had kind of acted for a whole month, pretending to be into him, setting up dates, but setting up dates that were super spaced out because obviously I just didn't have the courage to say how I really felt. He would have been fine if I had said the next morning after the party, like, listen, I drank a little bit. I kissed you. It was fine. But like, I I don't want anything more. I, I could have just said it. I was afraid, right? I didn't have the courage, but there was nothing from the outside that was actually making me do, do this. I just felt guilty. And I think as women, especially, and I mean men too, but my experiences so far as a woman, we're often, often trapped into these patterns of guilt, patterns of not like embracing what we want, thinking that we can't do this, can't do that. So that's why I want to walk around and say, I want to build a beautiful, beautiful side business. I want to make money. There is nothing wrong with money. I want to use my money to support other local businesses, support other Canadian businesses. Um, Right now, nothing in my podcast or nothing that I'm mentioning in my podcast or Instagram is sponsored. So I'm just really sharing with you things that I actually love and that might change uh, with time. And I would love to have sponsors and that will come in its own time. But one thing, for example, that I've discovered is that uh, I had, hadn't been drinking kombucha for, for years due to an unfortunate incident um, when I was living in Ecuador. I was living with these wonderful, beautiful hippies basically that were doing their homemade kombucha which I really liked but I think at one point one of the batches went wrong and I spent a whole evening a whole 24 hours throwing up after drinking kombucha so since my early 20s I had kind of been put off by kombucha like every time I took a sip I was like oh bad memories (laughs) um But recently I gave it, actually, I gave it another shot a few times here or there. It wasn't working. And then when I was at the IGA the other day, I saw this beautiful, beautiful bottle full of flowers. And I looked at it and the brand is Gutsy um, from Montreal. So I tried it and I was like, yes, this is perfect. Like I can drink kombucha again. And all of their different kombuchas have either plants in them. So like this one, the one I'm drinking right now has cardamom and rhodiola I'm not sure how to say that so this one's like an energizing one there's ones that are more like to calm and I'm just I've been loving drinking it and I, it feels good to know that I'm putting my money into encouraging a business that is from Quebec that is Canadian that obviously has this beautiful branding so and also recently I um, I've lost some weight so I asked on Facebook if 
friends had ideas of where I could buy clothes that were either locally made or Canadian made. So I I could encourage companies that meant something to me instead of just going to all these like well-known brand stores like H&M, blah, 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 and and buying clothes that I'm going to wear two or three times. And by next summer, I'll be like, "Uh, it doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't have a story. And like, if anyone who is close to me or knows me, I am the queen of buying too much clothes for often the wrong reason. But that's something that I want to change and that I want to heal in myself. So I got these, all these wonderful suggestions. I also was able to receive donations from my Buy Nothing group. I actually received a donation of a pair of Birkenstocks. It was like, I was so thrilled when I I got those and I'll be wearing them all summer. They're the only pair of sandals that I have. I had actually given my own on the Buy Nothing group because I bought them in pregnancy and they no longer fit. Like they were so loose, like it just didn't work. So I got this beautiful pair. And at the last moment, the woman who gave me the pair of Birkenstocks, she decided to add a second pair. (laughs) So I was like, oh my God, so much generosity. And I decided to re-gift it to one of the moms uh, at uh, the the daycare where my daughter goes because I was like, well, I got all this generosity. So now I would like to re-give it to someone else because I know that I'll likely just wear one of the pairs the whole summer. Um, and then others, there were so many amazing suggestions on my Facebook post. And if anyone is interested, I would love to talk a bit more about some of the brands, uh, some of the Canadian brands that were suggested to me. If you want to put your money um, into these brands. So one that I really, really love is called Rose Buddha. They make the best, best, best like loungewear, yoga wear. And it's actually owned or co-owned by one of my best friend's sister. So feels great to encourage someone that I know and their products are just like, they're the best. You put it on, you feel so good. And the fabric is really high quality. So I really encourage that you go and check them out. One thing that I would absolutely love for the Pink Velvet Couch is if you all made your way over to the Facebook group, which is called the Pink Velvet Couch. And maybe we could share some stories about times where you also found your power and made a choice not to live from guilt or shame and just kind of rewrote your story and said like, yeah, I'm doing this for myself. I feel like that would be super inspiring. It would inspire me and I would love to hear them. Also, I wanna say that this episode today is dedicated to a beautiful, beautiful family, to my friend Anik, to her mom, Hélène, who have lost um, someone who they loved very, very much just recently, François, who is Anik's dad, Hélène's life partner. And they did a celebration on Monday, his funeral, a celebration of life for him. And it was so beautiful and so inspiring and so heartbreaking all at the same time. And I want to dedicate this episode to this family who is truly an example of what it means to live intentionally, what it means to choose um, the people that really, really matter to you first, to choose joy and to choose simple day-to-day actions to live a better life. And Monday was was really a special day for me. I um, was a part of the night at a birth 
And then I, a little boy was born and then I left really quickly to go to the funeral. So it was really one of those times, one of those rare times where you really see the intersection of, of birth, of beginning of life and of the end of life. And it's, it's very, very moving to me. Um, and I hope, Elan, if you're listening, Anik, if you're listening, you are truly amazing women. And I know that the journey of going through grief is going to be hard. But I know that you can do this. And you will find little, very, very small moments of, of joy in it. And things that will remind you of Francois and you'll be able to keep going. And I'm sending you all my love and support. I love you. Before I close out this episode, I want to say a few more things. First of all, the episode next week will be all about uh, infertility and meeting, talking with women who have gone through uh, infertility. We're here living it right now. I will have a guest or two guests who are going to be uh, talking in English and then one in French. So it might be two small episodes. The reason that I am talking about infertility is because I had this discussion with someone on Instagram who it then led to her telling me that her journey about infertility. So really, really, if there is anything that you want to talk about, if there's anything that you are going through right now and you would love to hear more about it or you want to share your experience, please reach out to me. And I would love to either have you on the episode or create an episode for you. Same thing when I was talking about abortion. It is something that I have gone through. But the idea for that episode came from a discussion as well that I had with someone uh, very special. So please don't hesitate to reach out. I will be holding a class, a free class on Friday. So this Friday, June 18th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time in the Facebook group, The Pink Velvet Couch, I will be holding a class about 20 minutes long, maybe a little bit longer, about examples of rituals that we can do throughout the day or how to really find what are our own rituals that we can find throughout the day to really connect with ourselves and with our joy, with life and One thing that I want to say is that these rituals are going to be different for everyone. If I was just kind of lighting incense and saying like, this is my ritual, this is what I have to do because I saw someone else do this, like it wouldn't work. Like I have lit incense before um, and it, it doesn't really work for me. There's nothing wrong with incense, but it, it, it kind of triggers absolutely no emotion in me, <laughs> like no joy. Some people in my household find that it really stinks. So it's just not a good thing. <laughs> Same thing as I was trying to figure out, like, what are going to be my rituals before I go to bed? Because I'm like total night owl. I could stay up all night. I do often because of my work. So winding down is was not an easy task. And I've been working on this for months. And initially, I was discussing with my nutrition coach, with my therapist. And there were many ideas thrown around, like lighting a candle, putting a lavender cream were some of the ideas. And so initially, I just did things that were like, okay, these are some ideas, let me do them. And I bought this like little lavender cream, and I would lit the candle. And after a few weeks, a month or two, I was like, I find that the cream just stinks, and I don't like it, and it's not working for me. So I dropped that, but I kept going with the candle. 
and that ritual really like that really really felt good to me and then i got the idea of the palo santo and sage sage had been something that i had dabbled with using well not using but lighting to to smudge um when I was in my 20s. So there was, as I was doing it, it also brought back many memories of like rituals that I've done before or work that I've done with other people. So that really worked for me, the candle, the Palo Santo, sage. But also I don't put pressure on myself. If there's an evening where I'm just too tired to do it, then I don't do it. It's not meant to be something rigid that you are locked into. And then that becomes another, like I should do this to be happy. I should do that, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm doing it because it brings me joy. And if I'm not feeling it one evening, then I won't do it. That's it. It doesn't matter. Like I'll do it most nights. And if at some point it's not working for me, then that can change. We are cyclic beings. We're not meant to do the same things all the time. We go through seasons. We go through our own menstrual cycle, which is cyclic as well. So it's super important that we are flexible with ourselves and that we really are tuning into like, is this working for me right now? or no. So maybe before I conclude, one of the things that I wanted to say is if what I'm talking about today, or if you're listening and you're like, I have no idea what I want in life or what I like or what feels good to me, that is totally normal. I have absolutely been there as well. Sometimes I'm still there. Um, One of the things I did when I was having an extremely dark period, so a lot of anxiety, a lot of just feeling like every day, every moment was really yucky, basically, was that I started a list or a journal where I would write anything that I saw that kind of made me jealous. So if I saw someone, for example, who was like a yoga teacher, and I was like, oh, I wish that I was that, or like I envied what they were living, I wrote it all down. And I made like a one or two page list. And then from that, the more I looked at it, the more it helped me see like what am I craving like what do I like or desire in this person's lifestyle or yeah it helped me find images to create a vision board so that way instead of my days being filled with all the things that I didn't want I could slowly start adding or throwing in like okay maybe I'll start with doing a yoga class that's something that I want that's something that really speaks to me So if you feel like you're on autopilot from the morning to the night, like you have no time for yourself and you don't know where to start, start small. Start by, you know, as I was saying, stir your coffee, add a yoga class, tell your partner or your mother-in-law or whomever is available um, that you are taking one hour on Wednesday night for yourself and then fill that one hour with something that is important to you, with something that you want to do, put your phone away, Really use that hour and celebrate it and that hour will become more and more yeah and also when you are using social media um, try to find accounts that really inspire you so I came across Alicia Keys's account I I know her a little bit as, as a singer I mean not personally obviously but through doing some of the workouts with the class they had done a special with Alicia Keys's music, where they interviewed her as well. And I was like, wow, it's actually so profound what she's sharing and a lot of the lyrics in her songs and the classes were beautiful. So I moseyed on over and looked at her Instagram account. And her latest post was actually about morning ritual. And um, 
she does this morning ritual where she stands in front of the mirror naked for seven minutes. And the goal is to work up to doing this for 11 minutes and while listening to a mantra and then just really looking and taking in what your body is in that moment without any judgment, just really, really seeing what comes up um, and finding a way to slowly, slowly love yourself as you are in the journey and love your body as it is, as a starting point, right? Embracing and celebrating what is already there. So if this speaks to you, um, go see her, her account. I found it really beautiful and really inspiring, uh, a lot of what she's sharing. So thank you so much for being here. It has been, as always, really amazing, so lovely. Please send me messages. Tell me what resonated with you, what you want to hear more about, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.